0: salutations and shit guys welcome to another episode of your new favorite travel podcast travel and shit i'm your host d Carrie, and here on travel and shit we have more of an experiential conversation about um how travel has impacted us as opposed to a um review or you know rundown of what somebody did on a trip because everybody takes a trip at some point in their life for the most part. And that's not exactly the fun part for me. So. Uh, Announcements still merch. I um, added some new stuff. I actually added a, um, a digital course. It is a solo planning travel guide. So if you have yet to take a solo trip, Uh, whether or not you're ready to travel now or if you still need a little bit more time to feel a little more comfortable. uh, The guide is there to help you plan a trip to take now or plan a trip to take later. It doesn't matter because at some point we're going to be able to travel again and there is absolutely a solo trip in your future. So um, that is available for free. It's a uh, it's a really quick download and it's on my um, Shopify site. So you can go to travelandshippodcast.com and go to shop. And once you get on the site, it just scroll all the way up, and it'll be on that first homepage once you go to uh, Shopify. So a little excited about that. Um, There's also still merch if you're interested in t-shirts, dad hats, and all that other kind of jazz. Also, if you like the podcast and you fuck with the kids, you know what? My birthday's on Friday, so if you listen to this when it drops, special shout-out to you guys that will listen to the episode before I even put the title or the description um, of the podcast in there. I've noticed that... um, if it goes live before I update it, there are still a bunch of listens, and um, I fucking love that. So shout out to y'all! I appreciate y'all. Y'all, that's pretty. Uh, y'all, the real ones. So uh, I meant to say thank you to you guys a while ago. Um, what the fuck was I just saying? Well, um, oh, my birthday's on Friday. If you're listening to this on the day it drops on Thursday, I'll be 35 tomorrow. And I love birthdays. So, uh, let me pause by saying um, happy birthday to my grandma. Um, today's my grandma's birthday. Uh, yesterday was my godfather's birthday. The day before that was my aunt's birthday, and I had my auntie Rose. Well, yesterday was on my aunt Kimmy's birthday. Then the week before that was. My Auntie Rose, then it was my cousin Casey and my cousin Maya. And I know I'm forgetting somebody. Shout out to my baby Taron. Happy early birthday, because his birthday is next week. Um, it's a lot of Leos in my family, and I really truly honestly love my family down so hard. And I just wanted to wish all my Leo family members a happy birthday. Um but buy some merch for the kids' birthday. Uh, But more importantly, if you would like to gift me something for my birthday, leave a review for the podcast. Um, Stream it, play it, even while you're washing dishes, while you're washing your car, while you're washing your hair. Just play it in the background. Um, I'd appreciate the support and the listens. Um, And if you find the time, leave a review on whatever platform that you listen to the podcast on, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. I just would appreciate the support that way because the more reviews and the more streams, the more the podcast becomes visible to other people who haven't um, already been made aware of how incredible travel and shit is. Um, and thank you to those of you who have been um, tagging me on social media or who have been posting about social about the podcast on social media. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, it feels good. It absolutely does feel good. Uh, What else did I want to say? That, I think... Yeah, so I mentioned the merch. I mentioned the digital product. That's a free download. Um, So if you follow on Instagram, it's uh, underscore D-C-A-R-R-I-E or T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore T, um, so that you can get to... um, You know, I just make easy comments, not easy comments, links in bio, yeah, that kind of thing. If you're interested in doing any of the things that I said, I would appreciate supporting. So let me just get on. So much better at getting on live so much quicker. Yay me. Um, So pardon the chair. I'm a mover. I move around a lot. I just don't really enjoy sitting still but this week i um so i'm loving this whole notes for the podcast thing and i must say i'm not the big i just shouted you out ebony um but i got on live after the fact so hey boo thank you for um showing love on uh facebook so ebony appreciate you boo um what was i saying oh notes i'm appreciating this uh, whole prepping for shit in advance and this week i wanted to do um let me show you. This week i wanted to do a a birthday episode in a sense but not like traditionally birthday-ish you For those of you that listen, you kind of know I love my rabbit holes. I love a bit of introspection. And I love just doing a bit of um, correlating almost anything to travel, right? So I am going to do past, present, and future Uh, in terms of I'm going to start with the past and kind of, I mean, for me, birthdays, are somewhat traditional, you know what I mean? Because it's tradition, if you will, to fucking celebrate a birthday in the first place. For me personally, uh, my only real birthday tradition is watching The Wiz. The Wiz is my absolute favorite movie, and I like to watch it every year. And shout out to my cousin, Dominique. Um, She and I started this tradition on my 30th birthday, and... um, We just had such a great time, and it's something that I kind of like to, you know, I guess, pull from. You know, it's a good memory, so why not kind of relive it every year by just watching the movie again? Um, Not that I get to see my cousin every year because she does live out of state, but hey, boo, love you too. Uh, So traditions for me in terms of travel are... I think some of them are really cute. So let me just jump through a lot of the traditions that I like to keep in place when I travel. So first and foremost, my dad is always my rider. My dad is my old best friend. And he is always my ride to the airport. And he is always my ride from the airport. Every once in a while, my mama comes to get me. And by once in a while, I mean she's probably come and got me like twice. Hey, ma. But, um that's one of my favorite traditions is uh, my dad taking me to the airport and one of, okay. So it's like a joint favorite tradition because my parents still give me money when I travel and it always, always warms my heart. Like I, I'm fucking grown and my mama will always still send some money and my daddy always slips some cash. Well, not always cause hold it down, but i it's just one of those things that is. Um, it's you know how somebody the head nod with black folk is just a subtle nod of appreciation between betwixt, if you will, and it's it's not that like I need it, but it and it's because I know that they know I don't need it, but they still do that kind of level of parenting even as an adult that. Um, I really do appreciate. So, um, and dad, thank you. And happy birthday to y'all because now that I'm grown, I realize how still immature I am in quite a few ways. And y'all were already on your second kid by the age, by 35. So, yeah, shout out to y'all for keeping me alive and happy. Um yeah. Shout out to my parents, because this is kind of like your birthday, too, you know, anniversary of like the best thing that ever happened to you. Right. So congratulations, niggas. Um, What else? Oh, I always wear the same thing. Always. I always wear a pair of jeans and a white tee. If it's winter and all that kind of shit, I'll throw something else on top of that or I'll layer I'll do, of course, like leggings and shit or whatever under my jeans. But if I even wear a sweater, I still have a white tee underneath. I always wear jeans and a white tee. And I can't say when I started having, like, an airplane uniform. But that is something that it's just it's comforting to me. I mean, honestly, I'm a jeans and white tee kind of girl just in life in general. Like, I don't really enjoy putting effort into getting dressed and this is why I don't have hair because I don't like doing hair so that wig was fun except for when I had to do that ho I don't like it I don't like doing hair so the kid doesn't have hair um but I am low key a very um laid back and easygoing person and I actually had confirmation from somebody that I've known since I was 16, who has, because def- you know, sometimes you'll have an impression of yourself and you'll think in your mind like, yo, I really think I'm this kind of person. But then you wonder sometimes perhaps if people have that same um, perception of you, I think I'm a laid back person. I think I'm easy going and pretty consistent about that. And I've had, and I had somebody that I've known very closely for half of my more than half of my life Absolutely confirmed that without me having to ask. So I did get confirmation on that. Um, Not in a sense that I don't still have that perception of myself, even if that person didn't bring it up. But that being said, it, Sometimes it, it feels good to have that um, reassurance that, no, you're not bugging. No, you're not, like, overselling your good qualities. And I personally, yes, do agree that being laid back is a good-ass fucking quality. Um, what did I have? Oh, yeah, so I'm not a fan of really putting that much energy or effort into um, getting dressed um, or a look, if you will. Um, every once in a while, this shit is fun, but even when I pack... Another tradition is always team carry on. I hate, hate, hate waiting for checked bags. It's not that I couldn't think of more things to bring with me or that I try to be a minimalist when I travel. It's just I don't, one, I like to have something that I can easily manage. Like I don't have to, I don't know, like even in regular life, I prefer having a backpack or um, a crossbody. When I travel, I always bring a crossbody. Or um, a tote because I feel much more comfortable being able to have my hands free so that if something were to pop off, um ready with the hands, right? Um, so I would much rather not have to stop, wait, check in someplace else, find another area of an airport. Airports are some of the most confusing places in the world, um, especially when it's in a foreign language. I can... Pretty much navigate through Spanish, but any other language is not easy for the kid. Um most places I will say have everything in English and in whatever the predominant language uh the most predominantly spoken language. I'm assuming that's the best way to say it, but whatever the language of the area is and then some whatever um English will also be there. Um that being said I do not like having to keep track of a lot of stuff. So I much would, ra- I would much rather prefer having uh, checked, not checked, uh, carry on. Mind you, I don't like manual labor. Like I don't have, I don't enjoy having to lift and move things, but I, I like the idea of all my shit being with me. It's always in my control. I don't, I feel like no one's going to lose it. I don't even like that under, you know, that gate side check bag luggage people will often uh, volunteer to have their bags checked at the gate I don't even like doing that only thing about that I like is that you don't pay for it but I again control I'd rather have all my shit with me at all times Um, I'm always a window seat girl if I don't have the window seat option of course I'll take an aisle but um, team window all the way I don't think I have a preference for which side. I think it depends on wherever. If Well, generally when I come home, I would much rather, I think, a uh, window seat on the right side of the plane only because one of my other traditions is tattoos. So if you're watching on the YouTubes, um, oh, hey, best friend, I see you online. Hey, Dell. Yeah. Um, And hey, Gio, what's up? And Iman is on live. So shout out to you guys on the birthday episode. Um, But when I'm coming home, I prefer to be on the right hand side of the plane because I love keeping up with my tradition of adding some ink to my travel sleeve. Um, I'm going to touch on it later, but I absolutely thought that I was going to miss travel so much more and I don't. I'm Fine for the most part. You heard, you heard the voice waver. I'm fine. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm pretty good on um, not traveling. I had quite a few opportunities to do some travel in the past uh, couple of months uh, from being home from work. And I just haven't jumped on it. Haven't felt the desire to leave New York. I mean, I've a little bit. I really want to do a camping trip, but i mentally would need to, like, I don't want to go by myself. And I'm really hesitant on being around other people. I take, um, I keep thinking of the word and for some reason, solidarity is the one that keeps coming back to my coming to mind. But if one of y'all on the live can tell, you might know cause you'll be reading my mind. We are same. Um, but I take, my role in doing my best to I am my brother's keeper, basically, I have no major problems doing my part to uh, slow the curve or slow the spread or whatever the popular catchphrase for um, mm -mm, not doing that. Um, Hey, what's up, just oh shout out to DJ Justice! that jumped, jumped on the live I know Prison Song is now available on Netflix um, he was in that movie I don't know how old you were you guys were what like 9 at that time I don't, maybe 7 I don't fucking know but anyway um, what's up Just I um, have absolutely no, I, no problems doing my part to uh, stay to myself I've always been kind of a, a loner hello solo travel here And just staying home during uh, COVID hasn't necessarily been that big of an issue for me. Um, Thank you, Jess. Um, Hasn't been an issue for me. I'll stay my ass in the house. And I also know that um, my dad and I are super close. So if I got sick, um, he and or my mom would still be at my house making sure I'm eating, making sure I'm, you know, alive and that my dog is good. So it would destroy me if I somehow, um, oh, what's up, Johnny? Hey, baby. What's going on? Um, if I felt that I were to get one of my parents sick, because the scariest thing to me is the idea of somebody I love being stuck in the hospital by themselves. Um, I enjoy being by myself by choice. I would never want to be by myself um, if I were, like, forced to be by myself. You know what I mean? That, um, that, I, that, that doesn't sit well with me, and I would hate the idea of getting someone sick. So for me, staying home and not traveling or you know, not having a lot of people over, um, I'm, that's also why I'm not really doing anything for my birthday. Oh, so if you do listen to this, though, before Sunday, I want to say that's the 9th, I am doing um, yoga in Baisley Park with um, I am Yogi Studios. I am absolutely looking forward to that class because I love doing um, yoga with Lisa and I'll be doing a picnic after. So um, come through, make sure you register for the class. It's $10 and you can go to I am Yogi Studios on Instagram and uh, get your ticket. $10, $10, and afterwards, we're just going to stay in the park and eat and drink, you know? So, um, obviously, don't have your liquor in obvious liquor bottles, but, you know, put the shit in something else. Um, so, yeah, that'll be this Sunday if you're interested in celebrating the kid's birthday. Um, that being said, I I forgot how I got on that, but... I I don't mind being um by myself. So what was the next thing? We'll just skip it since I forgot. Oh, in term another tradition I have, I would absolutely absolutely always prefer to get out as soon as possible when I travel. So I try to always go for the um the Yes, thanks, Del. Um, She'll be there in spirit. And for those of you that can't possibly show up, maybe I'll go live for that as well so that um, you guys can get the experience of having a class with Lisa. So feel free to drop some donations in her Cash App um, should you join us. But I always try to get out as soon as possible. I know some people always like that first flight in the morning, um, but I would rather get in, even though it often get you in there super late. I would rather leave right after work um, so that I can maximize my time and start first thing in the morning. So I would like to be able to use as much time in a location as possible. So if I can get that first flight right after work, I absolutely will. Otherwise, I hate that mid-morning shit. I hate that mid-afternoon stuff. I would much rather um, just you know, leave at like five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. So that depending on how long the flight is, I can still get to my destination early enough. I also, if you don't know by now, will always, um, I wouldn't say organized E, um, E, but I'm consistent, not necessarily organized, but I'm consistent. I absolutely, um, I'm distracted now. What the fuck was I just saying? I always get there, and I always, before getting in the morning, I don't like um, that whole, uh, you know, wasting time. Oh, no, no, I always try to do a layover trip. That is another thing that I'm absolutely consistent on. It is always a tradition of mine to try to get in as many destinations as possible. I am not above stopping in a location for an entire day. Um, The best layovers will um, fall where I land first thing in the morning. The one layover that I am the most disappointed about missing was, um, hi mom. My mom's on my live now. Hey girl, you missed your shout out earlier. Um, but the one layover that I was most disappointed in was Mexico. So I got delayed in Peru. I was supposed to arrive in Mexico at like 6 a.m. And I was waiting um, to check into the flight to leave Peru to go to Mexico. And I was scrolling through the Instagram so that I could book my uh, tour. And thankfully, I didn't do it because Matthew, what's popping? Welcome to the live. And there's your shout on the podcast. I, um, I, it, it totally fucked me over. I, got laid over in Peru like nine hours. So I was supposed to arrive in Mexico at like six o'clock in the morning. Dead. It was a dub. It didn't fucking happen. And I um, was really looking forward to doing um, some city tours or doing, I think I was going to do um, a tour of um, not the pyramids, but like some Inca ruins and uh, all that kind of good shit. But you know what? Intentional universe. I was feeling like shit after Peru and swimming with the sea lions. And um, it probably would have been a really bad idea for me to be on like an eight hour hike after I already felt like trash. So there's that on that. Um, But I always, always, always decide my like final deciding factor on a destination versus price. But after that is what, Destination will also include the most attractive layover to me. Um, so um, I would absolutely love a layover in Paris only because I don't really have a strong... Um, I miss you, love. I don't have a strong desire to see that much of Paris, but I absolutely want to have the experience. So... Um, Paris would probably be, like, the perfect layover destination for me. That being said, that's something that I always, always consider in my travel accommodations is where am I going to get the best layover? Um, What was the next thing? Oh, when I stay someplace, I absolutely always do my first option. I'm going to be lying to you if I say I absolutely always do it. My first option is always Airbnb. Airbnb. And it's always the whole house. I would prefer to live my travel life as closely to the way that I live my life when I'm home. And it's just me and the dog. So the closest thing I've had to that was in Guadalupe. In January, I had two cats. It came with the Airbnb. They came with the Airbnb. It was really cool the way it was basically the building complex I was. It was like two stories. And the kitchens are outside, like on a balcony, and then you have like these sliding glass doors that separate uh, or partition your home or the apartment. It's like a, it's a duplex; it's the upstairs and the downstairs, and the glass doors partition from the it closes off from the kitchen. But for the most part, when people are home, they always leave those doors open, and so if you, I don't know if everybody's fucking cat does it, but. Somebody's cats, because I believe that the lady who I booked the Airbnb from, they weren't even her fucking cats, but sis had the litter box. She had a bag of food and she had bowls and she consistently fed these niggas just like they were her own. So, um, yeah, I prefer to book the entire Airbnb because I don't like the idea of roommates. Although there are perks to having other people either staying in the same accommodations or doing... um, a hostel. I've made some incredible friends at hostels. Shout out to um, Sophia. Um, I met her this past year um, in Amsterdam, and we're still really good um, e friends. I uh, also made a friend, I can't remember Shorty's name, but she really helped me out in London by um, just like talking me into uh, going out with her. Um, She wanted me to come to whatever like little discotheque she was going to go to. But when I still had on hiking boots and a flannel and she was putting on heels and a tank top, she was like, you're not changing. And I'm like, no. And so she was like, oh, well, I don't think you can get in, but I'll absolutely give you a ride. Like you can jump in the Uber with me and I'll drop you someplace along the way. So she did. She dropped me off a few miles from the um, Airbnb on the way to wherever the hell she was going. Oh, she dropped me off right at Big Ben. And so I just, you know, explored the area. I just went for a walk. Um, It was really cool to see the city pretty lit up because it was at night and um, my experience in london you can go back and listen to that episode y'all it was a time it was a time it started in tears i was absolutely miserable i had overdrafted in the bank it was okay so i don't even know what episode to tell y'all to go to but you should be able to search it i think it's somehow but um if you're really that interested dm me and i'll let you know what episode it was but I um, would always prefer to stay in an Airbnb by myself when I travel. If I'm only going to be in an area uh, for a day, especially if it's in Europe, I've only stayed in hostels in Europe. I will book a hostel because if I'm only there for a couple hours, like if I come in at like one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not booking a eighty dollar hotel for three hours to sleep. That's not happening. I absolutely just want to drop my shit off, um, go explore the city. Shower, go to sleep. Um, So that is what I would, uh, again, I'm not that organized. I'm just consistent. I like what I like. And at this point, I kind of already know what I do like. So um, another thing that I always try to do when I'm uh, traveling is experience some type of wellness if I have enough time there. And also depending on the price, because the dollar matters. I I ain't got it like that. So if I can find an affordable, I won't say cheap, I won't say inexpensive, but if I can find an affordable massage, I will absolutely always do it. That's one of the things that I will splurge on when I go someplace. Uh, Some of the best massages I've ever had in the fucking world were in Bali. And when I tell you them shits were like $7. Um, When I got there, I want to say the first day I booked, I think I used Airbnb, um, a masseuse came to the house and she gave me two hour massage. Incredible. And I ended up finding a massage parlor that was maybe three, two or three blocks from the house that I was staying in. They had $7 massages. Now, mind you, since that came to the the Airbnb that I booked, I think that ran me like $20. It, it, I promise you it wasn't more than like $30 or $40. She came to the house and gave me a two-hour massage. Um, so Bali had the absolute best massages, followed by, um, I'd say I probably had a better massage, and then Bermuda. Bermuda massage was wild cool because, what's up, Chris? because I got that shit done in a cave, y'all. I stayed in Grotto Bay Beach Resort and Spa, I think was the name of it. Had an incredible experience. Shout out to Ms. Joyce. She really helped me out. And there's nothing like the love of a black woman anywhere in the world. And Ms. Joyce absolutely showed me so much love by helping me uh, figure out how to get around the island and how to um, you know, locate the different uh, um, sites I guess relevant to the diaspora um, and to the slave experience in Bermuda. So she absolutely helped me navigate that considering I was there in the off season. So I wasn't able to book any um, tour guides or experiences because everything was uh, shut down, but they had a system of caves on the property so that's another thing that I didn't mention on last week's uh, White People Shit episode. I randomly wandered through a cave by myself. There was nobody there. You don't. There's no check-in point. Nobody knows that you're there and expects for you to come out. I'd gone on a um, guided tour of the Crystal Caves and Fantasy Caves, which are maybe like a mile or a half a mile from the property. But I, I'm assuming it's the same system of caves, but there are a system of caves on the property that I just randomly wandered around. And mind you, this was the first time I left the country. And I also silly ass made my ma, I don't even know if you still here, but girl, you already know the story. I got, I took a ride from a stranger in Bermuda also. So bullshit. I'm alive. It was fun. Follow your intuition, trust that gut and, um, make wise decisions. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. You told me that, ma, uh, what else was there? Um. So yeah, massages I'd say the second best massage I got Was in Bermuda That shit was a little expensive And heads up You can't get I got a facial as well And you can't get uh, facial extractions In the cave So that was an absolute waste of money And I wish they They did say you can't get an extraction In the uh, pamphlet when I was booking it But I wasn't really that familiar With what I was doing I was just like, fuck it Swipe it. I'm going to do it. Um, So that was cool. The worst massage I ever got was um, in fucking Peru. Yo, they were so trash. The facial was whack. The massage was whack. Um, I did not enjoy that. That was the absolute worst one. I feel like they just gave me some some random chick that might have, like, normally done nails and was free. But... It is what it is. Not everything is going to be an enjoyable experience. Shout out to those of you that are joining in on the live. Um, But the third best experience um, massage that I've gotten was in Thailand. I want to tell y'all, I spent maybe a full work day, maybe six hours, eight hours in that bitch. And I got a mani, I got a pedi, I got like, a two and a half hour massage, like full body massage. I got like another forty five minute, like foot massage. I think I got a facial, y'all. I, everything, every service that they had available, added on, because it was wild cheap. I think I left there spending like eighty dollars, and that was with maybe like a thirty or forty dollar tip. Like y'all, it everything was so cheap in Thailand, and they were great massages. A uh, good facial. Manny Petty the pouch wasn't all that great, but. It was such a relaxing day. It was an entire spa day and um, wild cheap. So that was um, number three because it was the cheapest. Uh, what else? Oh, and for the last part about traditions of things that I always do when I travel, my mom gave me these. I love socks as gifts. So for Christmas, I love getting socks, pajamas, sheets, towels, like a shit that you get excited about, like as an adult. Um, the stuff that you absolutely know that you need and use in life, but you never really want to spend your own money on. Right. So socks, my mom bought me these, you know, like those fuzzy socks that you wear around the house, like in lieu of slippers. Well, she's, she got me a couple of different, um, pairs, but my favorite ones are these gray penguin socks and I bring them with me every fucking where I go. Every country I go to, since she's given them to me, they always come with me. So that is something that I always pack with me. And um, shout out to those of you that joined the live. Happy belated birthday, Vicky. Um, She also... um, No, it wasn't from her. But what I also bring with me when I travel religiously is... This is one pair of pajamas. It's like a gym uniform that I used to wear. Um, I go everywhere with it. It, again, one of those things where every country, the shits come with me. It's just a pair of shorts and a t shirt, but it's sentimental. So I bring those with me. I always bring this um, blue gap, I guess, uh, what do you, like chambray button up shirt. Um, because for some reason, even in hot destinations, there's always someplace cold, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a bus. Um, wherever the fuck you go, there's always going to be someplace cold. I don't give a damn how hot the destination is. I like to be prepared for all things because I don't like having to do something I don't want to do. I don't like having to find a jacket, having to find a sweater, having to find some way to be warm or, um, less miserable or less uncomfortable. So I always bring that with me. And I always, low-key, always bring a pair of leggings. I learned that traveling to um, Bermuda because I initially packed for warmer weather. And when I got to the destination and it ended up being fucking cold because I wasn't prepared for Bermuda in January, it was nice. But it was like the highest it got was like 72. And I want to say other than that, it was like 50s and 60, like 60s, like low 60s. So I had... Shorts and shit. Oh, Nicole, happy birthday, babe. I know your birthday is, I think it's either we're the same day or you're like the day before or after. So all the Leos jumping in the um, the live. Happy birthday, babies. Um, but after that experience in Bermuda, I always, always, always have something to layer with. And that's why I always travel with leggings. And I always travel with that button up just because it's it goes with everything. It's a fucking chambray. It's a denim shirt. So it goes with everything, basically. So I always bring that, and I will always fly in a fleece. I don't care if I'm coming from 80 degrees and going to 102 degrees. Planes are always fucking cold to me. They're always miserably freezing cold. And I um, started traveling with and always wearing this fleece that I have. It's from a job that I used to work in, and the shit ain't even cute. But when I tell you it is so comfortable and that bitch is warm, warm, always comes with me. So... That's it for, uh, traditions. And now I'm going to jump to the wishes. And I only stuck with, um, two, um, what do you call it? Two areas, if you will, destinations and experiences. So in terms of the destinations on my wish, my wish, my wish list, um, I want to say that at the top of the list is actually India. Um, In a perfect world, in a perfect world. Now, even though India is at the top of my list, it's probably one of the places that I will not get to anytime soon because I low-key want to spend the most time there. Shout out to my friend Harold. We used to work together, and he, years ago, opened my eye. And this was before I traveled before I'd even left the country. He put me on to how different the different regions of India are. So we sat on like Google when we supposed to be working. We sat on Google just like he was showing me all the different areas. He showed me the area like he and his family were from. And it's just like the way he described it and the conversations that we had surrounding it. Like I absolutely, absolutely want to go. And I'd started um, almost booked and started like organizing a trip. But then I was hearing a lot between watching a bunch of different YouTube. Um, I don't want to say reviews, but experiences from YouTubers. And I 97% of the time always go by what a black woman says because I black like woman when I'm traveling, that's how I'm going to experience it. And I did not get the uh, impression that solo women travelers had the best experience Um, I did see one black woman that had a bomb ass time, but then I saw quite a few other women that did not really have a comfortable experience traveling by themselves in India. So I personally would rather one spend two weeks there minimum is what I would love to do. I wouldn't turn down an opportunity to go that wasn't two weeks long, but I would much rather, I would much more prefer to um, have an extensive time there so that I can hit all the regions. Um, ultimately, a month, of course, would be the best so I can have a week in you know each of the different regions because they're all so fucking different. Um, but India is really high on the list. And I also would rather travel with somebody. Initially, I would love to go with my brother, believe it or not, but I don't know that we would not kill each other after maybe two weeks maybe a week and maybe probably maybe two weeks. I don't know, but I don't know if I could travel with, I don't know whom yet I would be able to travel with um, that long term, like for that long of a time. And I'll get more on that in a second, but India is absolutely the highest on my list of places that I want to go. Um, next is actually Haiti. I really, 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 really want to go to Haiti, like super bad. So I'd say like one B, uh, but we'll go with two for, uh, Haiti. And the only reason why I haven't gone to Haiti is because a lot of my Haitian friends and, uh, other travelers who have friends that live in Haiti, uh, at the time that I was book looking to book and arrive was like, chill, this is not the time to be there, um, uh, we're busy right now. Come back. There's a little, you know, sign on the door, uh, closed for renovations. There's a lot of shit going on over there. And, um, I absolutely, absolutely want to go there, but I, I, the way I travel and not wanting to stay on a resort and loving to just randomly roam around places. I was told numerous times to sit down. Just kind of chill, hold off. Not right now. Um, So Haiti's really high up there. Next on the list is Ivory Coast. So I don't know if I did it while I was um, doing the podcast. Actually, no, I didn't. This is back when I was YouTubing years ago. Um, I did my Ancestry DNA, and one of the places that had the highest percentage of, I guess, uh, lineage was Ivory Coast. So... um, I think it's Ivory Coast, Cameroon, um, I want to say Congo, and like one other place came up because the way it was set up was like it was half Ivory Coast, half Cameroon, and then the secondary number was... um, Congo and someplace else, but I can't remember where it was. And so when I was looking across the four different countries that came up in the highest two, because <laughs> the kid is eighty-two percent African, if I remember my numbers correctly, uh-huh, I would have been so hurt if it was like thirteen percent or something like crushed. Right. So um I, in looking superficially, right, hear me out superficially. Like I basically just. Googled the country to see what popped up first and caught my attention immediately was Ivory coast. So, um, in that lax research, um, that's one of the places that's actually where I want to go in Africa first. What I turned out now, granted I went to, um, Morocco, but for me, that's not the experience of Africa that I'm speaking of or referring to. When I say I would like to travel to Africa, uh, to me, uh, that's more middle east morocco to me um i would not of course turn down an opportunity to go to ghana kenya Nai- nairobi nigeria uh south africa fucking anywhere i absolutely wouldn't turn down the opportunity to go anywhere but this is my wish list so uh ivory coast is absolutely someplace uh that i have to see i absolutely want to go And the last place on my wish list that I'm going to share is Ireland. I've always seen it as just expansive green like pastures and castles. And I'm a bit whimsical. I'm into that kind of shit. And I would absolutely love to book a night at a castle. Um, so yeah, Ireland's on my list. I would love to experience like some kind of sheep or goat herding, believe it or not. So um, that is uh, a destination that is really up there on the list. And who doesn't want to go to an actual authentic Irish bar? I do. So that is one of the places that um, is high up there. I'm excited about doing that. Um, And I kind of perfect segue for the next part, which would be, um, oh, yeah, mommy, a haunted castle. That would be cool. That's another episode I'm working on, but I'm working on an extra special guest with that. So I'll tap you in and I'll talk to you about that on the side. But. Uh, Set good segue into experiences that I want to have. Um, I absolutely would love to have a more traditional vacation. I've traveled to see guys before. I've traveled um, with a boyfriend before, but um, it wasn't really a vacation. The one time I did travel with a boyfriend, we traveled with other people from his family. So it wasn't like just us. Exploring someplace new and having a good time. But I would absolutely love to go on a vacation someplace. So, bay Pop up. Not going to lie. People in my DMs, not interested. If you're listening, peace unto you, brother. But, sorry. Um, yeah, so, got to find a bay first. Can't say I'm really working on it. Can't say I'm not working on it. It's one of those things that's on the list. It's not even really tentative. It's there. But it's not exactly the most important thing on the list. A lot of other things going on. But I would absolutely love to. Hey, what's up, Chew? Norm, what's going on, babe? Um, I would absolutely love to go on a vacation. Believe it or not, I've got a group trip on here. Just because it's one of those things that I I do not believe in adults saying that they don't like something if they haven't done it. And because I've yet to go on a group trip, mm, partial lie, I went on a trip with uh, two uh, girlfriends years ago. We went to Miami together, and I did not enjoy myself. Love them, but I didn't really enjoy myself because they're more like big sisters, and turns out mad at my niggas from school were in Miami because we went down for carnival. And um, even though I kept running into people that I knew because they're like my big sisters, just like, uh-huh, nope, you came with us. So you're staying with us. No, you can't randomly disappear with these niggas. We don't know. So appreciate you, Liv and Monique, for keeping me safe. But I would have much rather... Uh, randomly go to a club or a strip club with my dudes, as opposed to chilling with your friends that I didn't know. But, um, we did have a lot of really good experiences. So it's, even though I didn't have like the best time in Miami, I, I had fun with them, but my overall experience wasn't, um, I guess you can say, um, a big deal. I, I don't reflect on Miami as it it, it did have, I, you know what I did have, I don't want to say like a life changing experience, but the universe absolutely checked me. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the podcast before, but we were in Miami and rain, but like torrential rain. Right. So I don't know if it was before or after the dolphin experience, but so I did the whole swimming with the, uh the dolphins And it was incredible. It was great. It stopped raining just enough for me to do the whole water thing. But I was late to that because it started doing like this crazy, crazy monsoon hurricane kind of rain. And some like I ended up like losing control of the car and like we kept hydroplaning. And it just so I'm aware that that's what happens when the rain is really bad. But I've always been able to like, you know, regain control and car is fine. Something about the car just would not respond appropriately after that. So considering I was now responsible for driving around two other people and it wasn't just me, I was and I'm not even in New York where I could call my dad and be like, daddy, something's wrong. Come get me or come look at the car or arrange for me to have another car or whatever. So I basically had to figure it out on my own. So I called the rental place. And we ended up having to find a location, which took us maybe like two hours out of our way trying to find it. It was a total shit show. And um, it terrible experience. And I think that that was a large portion of why I didn't really, I don't reflect back on Miami and have a good time. Also because we did a couple of parties, and I'm not a party girl. Like, I don't like party And we went to like a red eye, and I think I just stood around. I didn't even really drink. I just was that, like, snotty-looking girl that just looked like she ain't want to be there. That was me. But, um, yeah, so it took so long to switch out the cars, finally did the swimming dolphin things, but that had already put a damper on me. Then we were either on our way to dinner or or on our way from dinner. It started raining. We were walking on, I guess that's... uh, The strip, I guess, or a strip. And so we ran under an awning so that we could avoid getting uh, wet and all that shit. And me, who can quite often be judgy, had seen a homeless person walking up towards us. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, please don't stand under here with us. As if they didn't deserve to not get wet also, right? Don't worry, the universe put my shit together. Um, so I'm like, oh God, please don't stand under here with us because I'm like, all right, I don't have any cash. I don't want to give any money. like, And they just kind of looked a little um, disheveled and I just was already over the day. And so I'm going through my own judgy thought processes and so ashamed in hindsight. But anyway, this um, person came under the trestle with us. And I don't know who started up the conversation, but this man, Orlando, and I'll never forget Orlando, was one of the brightest and warmest personalities I'd ever encountered. He naturally had such like a charismatic and welcoming Disposition. once he opened his mouth and started talking with us. He was so fucking funny, so relatable, and I was absolutely, like, I played myself. I basically looked at him, judged him, and was just like, I don't want to talk to you, until he started talking, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't ever want to not talk to you. And so I don't even remember how long he was there talking with us, but we had such a good fucking laugh, and we had such a good fucking time together. And I still, we took a picture together and I still have this picture on um my TV stand in my living room. And it's like a little reminder for me to not be so fucking judgy. Like don't be a bitch. You know what I mean? And I absolutely have taken that experience and, Carried it with me and kept it with me. And I'm absolutely um, less judgmental now than I was at, how old was I? 22, 24, maybe. Um, So, yeah, that was really a growing moment for me. And that is, I'm really glad that I had that experience so that I could absolutely become a better person. But um, I don't remember. Oh, so that was uh, me actually going on a group trip. But I do want to go on a group trip. It doesn't necessarily have to be a girl's trip. I don't know that I have to know everybody that's there. But um, I want to go on a group trip just so that I can have the experience and then really decide whether or not I am team solo all the time. So that's on my list of experiences that I still want to have. Those are the, like, it's on my travel wish list. And um, the next one is fucking scuba diving. So I came this close to doing it. I want to say in Guadeloupe, but the way I was planning out the schedule that I put together, because that's probably the closest thing I get to um, organized, Iman. Um, but otherwise, I'm just consistent. I opted to do some other. Thing So I have yet to scuba dive and I would absolutely prefer to do it like on some island someplace only because you can generally find like a day trip where they give you uh, the lessons and then you have the experience as opposed to trying to get certified here in the States and then bring your certification with you elsewhere, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know what the experience will um, turn into in the future. But I absolutely want to try scuba diving. I've only done snorkeling, I want to say, twice. I did it once in Cuba for the first time, and then I did it once in Guadalupe. Cuba was not the greatest experience for a couple different reasons, but um, not in Guadalupe, in uh, Bali. Bali was fucking insane. That I, I saw some wildly—we ju- were like in the middle of the—not the middle of the ocean, but we were— really far off the shore. Like we could barely see the shore and we uh, snorkeled out there. That's when we were supposed to do the swim with the mantas, but it didn't work out because the water was too choppy. Um, So scuba diving is uh, absolutely on my list. And I'd mentioned it before because I'd gone to Miami for carnival, but I absolutely want to do an international carnival. I don't really have a preference for where I, for where I go. Um but I know that I probably couldn't hang for Trinidad cuz any of the trainees I've ever spoken to about uh Trinidad carnival and um I don't think I'm prepared. Again, cuz I'm not really a partier and I'm not I'm American, so I also have a certain I think max on how much Calypso I can actually take in. Um, so I do still want to go for the experience. I don't think I need to play mass. I just want to go have a good time. Um, we talked about it with, uh, Jasmine Noir or a couple, um, Hey Stan, a couple of um, episodes ago as well. And so I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely want to do um, Carnival someplace. Um, but I can't do the, you know, drink all day, dance, wine, party. Like, I I need a couple of hours. That's it. Maybe four hours. And then I'm tapping out. But I want to do it someplace abroad. Like, I don't want to do it here. Um, another... Experience I want to have that happens here, but I'm not really as I don't want to say I'm not as interested, but I'm more interested in doing an international pride. I would love, love, love to experience pride someplace else in the world. Um, I've heard DC pride is actually pretty good, so maybe I'll go to a DC pride one year, but I would prefer to do it someplace else in the world. I don't know where in the world. Um, I'm certain there are plenty of resources or people that I could ask to um see what one they think would be best for my personality type. But I really, really do want to do carnival and pride someplace else in the world. So those are the five different experiences that I uh pulled on to put at the top of my wish list in terms of things that I want to do. And to wrap up the episode, um, the present, I intentionally didn't prep my answers for this one, kind of as if I am, I guess, interviewing myself on the podcast. Like if, um, I were to have a guest and I were to ask them the questions, I don't generally prep my guest when I do, um interview like when I have them when I have guests on the show I let them know what exactly like I they know what the fuck we about to talk about but I don't give them a detailed list of questions I might give them like five questions or just a general area of what it is I want to discuss and we basically just have a um a conversation and I, I feel like you guys um have that understanding of the show I'm not again that organized I'm just kind of consistent and I just really like talking so I didn't prep these answers because I was really curious as to what the fuck I'd say when I got on here, right? But I am curious myself on how I'm experiencing myself now. I'm very big on talking about intentional travel, and that's something that I absolutely want to um, and will spend more time digging through and, you know, peeling apart layers to that. But for intentional travel to mean as much to me as it does, I think that I do myself a disservice by not also being intentional in my time home, right? And essentially, me not being intentional while I was home is why I became so aware of being intentional with my travels because it gave me a new way to experience myself because you're with yourself all the time. Like you are always, you always are. And whether or not you're paying attention to who you are or what you are in your everyday course of life is, up for grabs because I I think that there is so much of life that we really just go through on autopilot. And I do realize that I step outside of the Tesla, the self-driving car or whomever is, is is Tesla doing the self-driving car first? I feel like they probably were or are, I don't know. But when I travel, if you will, I go into manual mode. I, intentionally sit with myself and wonder how I feel and deep dive and question things. But in my regular life, I'm absolutely on autopilot. Um, It's so much harder for me to sit with my thoughts and my feelings Um, during the time that I am home from work um, while I've been here on, while quarantine has been blessing me with a lot of time off. um, I do still um, on an intermittent schedule do go into work. But the days when I am home, I try to be really intentional with my mornings by just waking up, sitting down and having my coffee in my face. I have an armchair in my living room and it's my favorite chair. It's one one of my grandma's chairs. It's from her uh, living room set that um, I grew up on. It's the same couches that have always been there, right? So it's the armchair from that set. So it's sentimental. It's cute. And I love sitting in that chair, especially in the mornings. It's actually the chair that I sit um, and record in when I'm recording from home. So if you ever watch the um, podcast on YouTube and I'm home, it's that chair. That's my favorite chair. So that's the most time I spend being intentional. That's like my intention chair, I guess. But I do, um, if I'm going to do journaling, I usually do it there. If I'm going to meditate, I usually do it there. Um, It's something about that chair and that space that, and it's also, it faces the window. So I'm always in the sun, Binksy and I. I prefer the moon as much as I am a fire, ouch. Sorry, guys. As much as I am a fire sign, um, I am, there's a word for it. I think it's a selenophyte, selenophyte. But of all things of the moon, I absolutely prefer the moon. I, I think the moon, if you ask me between the sun and the moon, the the sun is the only one, not the sun, the moon is the only one you can see during any time of the day. You could see the moon during the day. You could see the moon at night. Not so much with the sun, right? Granted, we know that's why the moon shines, but you get where the fuck I'm going. Don't be cute. Um, that being said, I love everything about stars and the moon. I'm very um, nighttime heavy. However, I do love sitting in that chair and just being in the sun and looking out the window. And that is sadly the most time that I spend with myself. Other than that, I got to say that I don't do as good of a job switching off automatic and going into manual mode and really just thinking about things. So I don't have a prepared answer for this. Um, But in this moment, I think I'm pretty happy. There is plenty of shit that's not going 100% my way. Um, there are plenty of things I'm uncertain about or, um, confused about. I don't necessarily think I have any regrets. Um, the first thing that came to mind when I said regret was actually not trying to book a trip to Petra while I was in Tel Aviv. But, um, I'm going to take a blurb and just go through all the places that I went in the past 12 months. And I'll get there. But in my current experience of myself, um, I think I'm okay. I know that I got a lot of fucking work. And I will say that shout out to um, Janine of NRG, like the letters, and is Nancy, R as in regrowth, and G as in generation. I want to say NRG health or something. I'll tag her, but I've been doing, um, Reiki sessions with her and it's been a really, really great addition. Um, shout out to everybody on IG. That's about to uh, run out every over there. I appreciate y'all for joining me for this episode. Be sure to listen, um, for the remainder since you won't be able to hear the end of it on live. Um, but, I absolutely love and shout out to uh, Marsha who uh, put me on to Janine and to having um, Reiki work done. I have loved the intentional and guided assistance in being very, yeah, I, I've enjoyed the assistance and the direction that uh, Janine has been able to help me with in terms of being intentional and in terms of spending time with myself. Because I'm I'm easy. I'll do the work. The work is not the problem. It's me being indecisive about what work deserves my attention. I'm very easily distracted. So if I feel like, oh, this is a good idea over here, but what about this? And then me being indecisive, it's just like, oh, well, I don't know if that's the right thing to do, so I really don't want to waste my time because if I'm going to do it, I'd rather do it right. And if I'm going to do it right, I got to make sure I do it, you know, I go about it the right way. And all of these other thoughts and things come into mind and then it just becomes like, so what did we get done? What did we do? And a lot of times it's fucking nothing. But I will say that um, although I'm not where I want to be I can't say that I hate where I am. I still have so much more growth to go, but I want to say that my 30s has absolutely um, grounded me in the sense that I don't think I would ever actually be okay with the idea of being complete, if that makes sense. I feel that personal growth... However, you seek out your, um, your catalyst to growth, whether it be travel, whether it be art, whether it be cooking, whether it be yoga, whatever your thing is, I don't think that you'll ever truly. Well, I don't think I can only speak for me and my experience of myself is that I don't think that I'll ever truly be complete in growth because I've always been such a naturally curious person. I. Don't think that there will ever come a day that there's something I don't know. I don't think there's ever going to come a day where there's ever something that I don't want to look into or change or develop. And I absolutely believe that the more you uh, grow through life and the more experiences you have, the more you should have other levels in your life unlocked. Um, I think that I'm always I mean, there's that whole no new friends, but I have no problem making new friends. I enjoy making new friends. And I think that the different types of people that you interact with or the different experiences you'll have from meeting new people or the different experiences you'll have just because it's a different fucking Tuesday in the week in a different month in a different year of your life that um, I'm open to anything possibly happening to add to my life and to make things um or give me a new perspective or a new um, experience to draw from because we only experience the world from the collective ex- um, experiences. I hate reusing the same words, but we only, our view of the world is shaped by how we've lived the world. And, You, it's impossible to have all the possible experiences that there are, if that makes sense. So I feel like the more you live, the more experiences you're going to have, and that's only going to add another layer of a lens onto the way that you view life and the way that you um, view yourself or view other people. And just that entire collective, to me, will always... Uh, keep me growing and developing and changing, and so I don't think that I necessarily beat myself up in the same ways that I used to. It used to be a lot of, "Well, oh, why don't I know this? Or why haven't I accomplished this? Or why haven't I done this? Or, you know, why haven't I gotten to some level of um, self-actualization or some level of accomplishment?" Um, that I perceived I should have achieved or reached by a certain point. And that was 20 something me. But after spending a little time in my thirties, well, half the time that God will and I will spend in my thirties, um, I'm cool. Like I'm okay with continuing to figure it out as I go. I'm okay with not knowing everything. I don't ever want to know everything because then what's the point? If you know everything, what is the actual fucking purpose? Right. So um I want to forever stay curious. I want to forever stay hungry. I want to forever be um the I want to be the ambitious 72-year-old that's going to try new things and have new experiences and meet new people. So I don't know everything now. I'm okay with not knowing everything now. And I don't ever want to know everything, but I want to forever want to know everything. I want to forever be Um, explorative and adventurous and not always impulsive all the time, but impulsive when it's appropriate, if you will, when the shit won't kill me or make my life miserable, right? So that's um, currently how I think I can best express how I am experiencing myself now. I am aware that I am in autopilot and I would like to be more on manual mode be more intentional since I'm not traveling um, with the time that I do have with myself um and with everybody else in my um immediate family and just people in general um, I would like to be more intentional while I'm home and I feel like it's always something that I occasionally think of and You know, so if you fuck with me in real life, just tap your neighbor, me being your neighbor, and say, neighbor, are you being intentional? Remind me to just not necessarily slow down, but to um, take that same level of intention while I'm traveling and apply it to my regular life. Because I know that I'm absolutely missing out on a lot by just um, doing what I normally do and uh, living from my couch. Or from my armchair, um, and I also asked myself, how has the last year of tra- uh, of travel changed me? So in the past twelve months between this August and last August, I have done Guadeloupe, uh, Israel, Netherlands, Indonesia, and China. so I did Tel Aviv, Amsterdam. Bali and Shanghai and in Guadalupe it's pretty small island so um, I want to say I did mostly I think it's Basteri or Thierry I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right but I want to say the smaller side of the island not the um, the park side like one side is mostly uh, volcanoes and parks and while I did visit that side as well I did not spend as much uh, time on the smaller end of the island and I want to say it's like shaped like a butterfly or something like that but um. So there was one, two, three, four, five countries in the past 12 months or so. And I don't know that I've necessarily changed that much over the last year. Um, I will say, though, um, Tel Aviv and Amsterdam, that was the first trip I took. After my grandpa passed, and that was probably, I don't want to say my first real experience in grief, but because I lost my aunt a few years ago and I was really close to her, but this is the first grandparent I've ever lost and I'm super close to my grandparents, especially um, this grandpa in particular that I lost. And so this was the first trip that I had taken after, I guess, unlocking a new grief cheat code. And at the time, I was exploring the whole idea of vegan living. That didn't last long, although it was super easy to, I think I actually did it Not because I really wanted to change my life, but I wanted to kind of, um, see how consistent I could be with something. Right. And that for me, wasn't like, Oh, see, there you go. Proof, proof that you can't be, um, that you can't stick to something like you can't stick to a change or, uh, be consistent in that type of way, but It was also like one of those things because I always go back to how is this serving me? Like even if I try to um, try something new or if I embark upon a new experience, a new um, try it, something or whatever, once I'm in the midst of it, once I'm doing something, I'll ask myself, what am I getting from this? What am I benefiting from this? And I'm very okay with walking away from certain situations. And being vegan was absolutely one of those situations where I said, okay, yeah, I tried it. It was fun. I'm good. And I tend to really be one of those people that um, will jump into or dive into a rabbit hole as long as there's something that I can purchase that will um, assist me on whatever new lifestyle change I'm going on. Um, it absolutely becomes more exciting for me because I get to buy something new and it's like um, an explainable purchase and it's not like I, I don't gotta explain my purchases to nobody because my money's my money and I don't owe it to anybody but myself the one who actually makes the coins but I um bought mad new i bought a bunch of food i bought like a food processor thankfully because i know myself i bought the cheap one because it didn't i didn't know how long i was going to commit to this whole vegan lifestyle that shit is still in the fucking box so i'm so glad i didn't go out and buy like a 200 food processor i don't like cooking if you didn't know um but yeah so i did dibble and dabble During that time, and it's much easier to stick to certain food choices when you've got more options. When I tell you those vegan options out there were so plentiful, it was so easy to be vegan out there. Not only was the food bomb as fuck, they had so many vegan options at all of the places that I went. So it, as soon as I got back to the states, I ended up going to um, Tucky to see Dell. And um, she had graduated. Congratulations to my graduates! Hey, um, she's a social worker now. I'm very excited for her. Congratulations again on your graduation, boo! And as soon as we got back to the states, we went to the mall to pick some stuff up, and we went to—I um, think we went to Chili's or something. And I'm like, all right, let's go someplace that kind of services a bunch of different people for a bunch of with a bunch of different dietary restrictions. You know, all these people are like gluten issues and all those whatever there's a listen white folks eat at chilies, so you know they're gonna help help them right huh apparently the fuck not because ain't shit but meat and chilies. I was looking for a basic ass salad and you know I told them, all right so don't put I'm looking at the because of course vegan you can't do any animal products I went full I went hard I didn't do the whole vegetarian thing I just went straight to vegan and so I'm looking at even like a salad and it still had mad like, "Alright, no, I don't I don't want eggs in it. I don't want cheese in it. I don't need this. I don't want the chicken. No, I don't want the shrimp one." It just was so difficult to stay vegan in the states. So, you know, in that experience I learned that I will quite often just take the the route of least resistance. And I've no. It's not that that was new because I'm absolutely a. a, Is the word staunch? I think it's staunch. I'm a strong proponent of work smarter, not harder. I'm always going to find the easiest way to do something. Every single time, I promise you that it's actually a skill. I'm very good at doing something in the way that's that is easiest for me. I don't really have a problem with that. However, I do see how it. Limits me in the sense of experiencing some new things, but mostly in the sense of experiencing myself in new ways and challenging myself. So it's not that it's something that I necessarily think is a bad thing about me, but I think it's one of those things that that's my dad's ringtone. But I know that it's one of those things that I can use as a crutch to just consistently just kind of like keep my life easy and not, um, you know, stretch myself and try new things and that kind of thing. So in certain instances, I absolutely would um, like to kind of step outside the box. And I'm trying to do that in terms of the business end of this podcast thing because the creative end, I can run my mouth. I can figure out some shit to say, you know. But uh, marketing and consistent branding and um, just things that involve other people, when I have to step outside of my own head, that's where I get challenged. And so um, that's one of the things that I guess in my trying to be more intentional and being on manual mode, not automatic, I should probably um, stretch a little bit more. And um, Bali and Shanghai... Had a good time. No real um, right home about it. I had fun, and it was good. So uh, one, two, three, four, five countries in the past 12 months, and that's only with actually six months of travel because that was really just last year, August to January. So it was that August, September, October, November, December, January. Fuck me. Yeah, six months. January was the last time I left the country. Last time I did any traveling. I don't even think I've been to Jersey. Um, yes, Daddy, I ignored you because I'm recording the podcast. I can read your text message on the screen. And so when you watch this episode on YouTube, here's why. Um, but all that being said, um, I'm excited for my birthday. I'm excited for 35. I have no qualms about 35. I'm I don't want to say I'm apprehensive about 40, but I'm I think it becomes less scary for me once my cousins start turning 30. I mean, 40, like we all go and not we all, but I've got most of my cousins, the ones that are older than me, the first group of cousins that are older are only two years older than me. So that's Dave, Cam, Shante, um, and Brandy. They're two years ahead of me. And then I have my cousin Maya, who is four years ahead of me. So she on that good foot. Happy birthday, sis. You almost fucking forty. So I feel like once Maya turns 40 and then like Brandy turns 40 and then like Shantae turns forty, it'll look it'll feel different because I have a first hand experience of people that I've known my entire life of how I can relate to 40 and watching them relate and navigate through it. So um, at this point, other than that, the only thing at 35 I'm looking forward to is where this podcast can take me. I absolutely still want to live outside. Daddy, don't listen to this part, but I still want to live outside the country for a while. I promise I'm coming back maybe for like a year or two, Um, not on some permanent move away kind of thing. But um, I would absolutely love to still live outside the country. Um, And I don't know. I'm 35. Two days. I'm excited. And um, thank you in advance for all the birthday wishes. And thank you for all of you who are going to like and rate and subscribe on the YouTube channel and on whatever platform you listen to as your birthday gift to me. And um thanks for fucking with me from last year to this year to from last week to this week however long you've been listening to the podcast I'm happy to have you here and if you're new I hope you stick around and um I guess that'll be it for this week's episode be sure to follow me on Instagram underscore d c a r r i e or on the podcast channel um, page, which is uh, T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore uh, T. Be sure to tra- uh, visit travelshippodcast.com Check out the digital course that I created. It's free. Um, I would love to see you guys take that, leave reviews on that. Let me know if it is useful. Refer it to your friends who may need help um, booking a solo trip. And um, see you guys next week. Bye.